Hi there, welcome to The Marketing Juggle, a podcast where we talk to small business owners about how they use marketing and in particular digital marketing to promote their small business. My name is Anne Nealon. I work with my husband, Damien. We have an agency called Nealon Digital and we work with small business owners to get them more customers and increase sales by using data-driven marketing strategies. Today on The Marketing Juggle, I'm talking to Pamela from the Monkey Puzzle Toy Store here in Sydney. Pamela's had her business for about 15 years and started it when she moved back from Melbourne and couldn't find toys that she really loved or wanted for her children. And it's just grown from there. I enjoyed talking to her and hearing her obvious passion for the industry she works in, the products that she sells and the customers that she has coming into her store every day. I hope you enjoy it too. Hello, Pamela, and thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Anne. It's a pleasure. I just thought we would start by getting you to tell me a little bit about your business. How did it start and what do you love about it? Okay. I've been doing this for about 16 years now, so it's quite a while. And we it came about because we were living in Melbourne okay. and I had two very small children and a husband that worked a lot and mm-hmm. I didn't really know anybody else. I had family there, but they were working, so I didn't really know anyone much. And we had this amazing local toy store that I used to hang out in a lot okay. and got quite friendly with the people there, obviously. And then we moved back to Sydney after a year and mm-hmm. I found it really difficult to find the sort of toys that I wanted for the kids. Okay. Yeah, right. So I rang the people in Melbourne and said, I'm thinking about doing this. They were amazing and said, great, we'll help you and we'll introduce you to people. And I went to tech and did a sort of small business course mm-hmm. thing at night. And then I opened the store. Oh, wow. So how long did it kind of take you from the idea to opening the store? Oh, look, it probably took me a year or a year and a half. Okay. I think I did it about it a lot. Should <laughs> I just, shouldn't I do it? And then I think eventually a couple of people in my family, my husband just went like put up or shut up. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm going to do it. Um, Good on you. Yeah. And then I then it was just finding the right location. Mm. And what do you love about it? I love kids. Yeah. Firstly, I really do love kids and I do love toys. So, oh, look, it's Match a fun, made in heaven. It is, but it's a fun business to be in. I mean, yeah. you know, even when you have a crappy day, it's like I sell toys for a living. It's not really that bad. You know, yeah. I love this time of the year coming to Christmas mm-hmm. because it's people buying for people that they love and it's everyone's happy and it's kind of, um, yeah, it's just, it's a feel good thing to be in. I have Absolutely. to say, I love helping parents find toys that they may not necessarily have thought about for their children Hmm. or would not find in kind of in the majors and things like that. And it's not just mainstream commercial crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Great. Yeah. What do you wish that you could change about your business? I wish I'd gotten online probably earlier than I did. I wish I'd been such a dinosaur in that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm trying to kind of claw my way out of that now. Do you sell a lot online? It goes through phases, not a whole lot because I'm not really known, I guess, as an online store. And there's a lot of people in that that sphere, in that online toys um, doing it. You know, I think a lot of people just kind of think, oh, that's a cute idea. I'll put some toys in my spare room and sell online, Um, (laughs) which is fine. But I think a lot of them don't really realise what running a small business is actually like or how, how hard it is to actually make it profitable and make it you know, survive. And also online is a different 
in the way that there's an awful lot of discounting, a lot of yeah. codes, a lot of, and I can't, you know, it's not really something that I do, I guess, because I feel like it's a bit of a spiral once you start. Yeah, the race, it's a race to the bottom. It is, exactly. People are always looking for that code or looking yeah. somewhere else. They're never going to mm-hmm. be that probably your loyal customer in a lot of yeah. ways. But I do, having said that, I've met some lovely people through having an online store and mm-hmm. through my Instagram and things um, yeah, that have really good customers. So I yeah. kind of wish I'd been open to that, I guess, a bit earlier. Okay. But I think just the juggle of having a bricks and mortar, mm-hmm. you know, open seven days and then trying to do that on the side. It is like a whole different business, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. an online store. Yeah, it is quite different. It's quite different and it's often quite a different market that you're Mm. going to in a way even though they're yeah. looking for the same thing sometimes yeah so that I probably wish I'd done what else do I wish I'd done I don't I kind of wish I'd specialized a bit earlier I've downsized monkey puzzle in the last two years right to focus more on the products that I really feel passionate about and really love yeah okay which I think has been a good thing I think yeah. it's it can be quite tiring trying to be everything to everybody oh, it's exhausting and I did that for quite a long time, but it was okay. time to change. And we do have another store, so that kind of right. caters for the bit that I've kind of almost cut out now, I suppose. Yeah, but okay. And what do you wish was easier for small business owners in general? Um, I wish navigating leases with landlords would no. be. <laughs> That's not what you were expecting me to say, was it? Well, no, uh, but this is the reality, right, of owning a small business, particularly a brick-and-mortar business. Yeah. I wish it was easier to import yourself. Ah, okay. There are a lot of products that I've talked to companies overseas that I would love to have, but yeah. the enormity, enormity of getting it here, of storing it, of right. is probably bigger than I can cope with as a gig on the side, basically. Yeah, okay. And I think our import laws make that quite tricky. Mm. The costs are quite high. Mm-hmm. Our taxes are quite high on those kinds of things. Okay. So it does make it difficult to get right. the product that I'd like to yeah. have. And I know people always talk about they want locally made and, you know, and that's great. And when I can get that, that's wonderful. But a lot of these things that I'm talking about. The know. reality is we don't have a huge manufacturing. No. I was talking no. to someone last week who is in footwear and um, they were trying to import footwear. And they, well, mainly their wholesaler had decided to stop. And so to get the product they wanted, they were going to have to look at importing and they found another wholesaler. But, yeah, really interesting that twice in a week I've heard this thing about importing and how difficult it is. And Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. And there, certainly for me there are particularly companies in sort of, you know, in Russia and places like that yeah. that um, have sort of developed quite good relationships through Instagram yeah. kind of thing and they'd love me to have their product. But realistically the cost of getting it here is sometimes just yeah. you know, and I'm talking about you know these are companies that family traditions where they've made mm. these toys for you know you can't replicate that in a quick you know no. instance. No. so I wish that was a little bit easier I think I don't know if this is in the room too but I wish staff was easier sometimes that is a common theme a <laughs> hard to find hard to find good staff I know that people yeah. probably say that all the time but it is it's really hard to find people I mean I don't expect my staff to feel the way I do about the business. Obviously, it's not theirs, but yeah, it's quite tricky to find people that are kind of willing to kind of mm. to learn or to, you know, work the times that you need them. Or, I mean, my ideal was always that when I started was that like I would employ 
women like me who were mothers, but mm. I quickly realised that they all needed the same thing I did. They needed to leave at two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> they needed school holidays off. And, you know, so, um, so I guess That's the hard thing with retail, isn't it? Like the hours, you, you're open for such long hours now, nowadays, you know, full seven-day trading it does require a big, like a good chunk of staff. Otherwise, you're there 80 hours a week and that's not sustainable. Yeah, that's it. You know, so look, I mean, we've managed quite well by getting uni students and mm. then, you know, and that started by me getting someone that I knew's daughter and then, yeah. and it's kind of evolved from there. And yeah. I'm very lucky that we have done quite well in that regard with the kind of mm. people that have come in. I've sort of already known them or one of the girls has gone, I have a friend, I have a, but it is still, it is still quite tricky sometimes. So let's move on to marketing. How do you promote your business? The bulk of mine these days is probably Instagram and Facebook groups. Yep, Um, Facebook groups, that's interesting. Yes, so there's a number of groups that are dedicated purely to wooden toys, uh, open-ended toys. So those groups have been one of those groups in particular has about 7,000 members and they've been quite supportive of me. And it was actually thanks to probably one of their original admins that actually got me into those groups. She found me online looking for something and then contacted me and said, I think you really need to join this group. And that's Okay. So it's a mix. It's a group. It's a mix of consumers who are looking for your product, but also people like you. Yeah. So it's store owners and consumers. And then you know, and they have rules. I mean, obviously during the yeah. week, it's just if someone asks a question, does anybody have this? You can reply, but otherwise it's just chat about toys and what things. Oh my God, what a fun group. <laughs> All sorts of other things. They do have free reign Friday where you can talk about anything you want, <laughs> which is always quite amusing. Um, and then on weekends, they let toy store owners advertise basically, yeah. or, you know, we put up posts saying what well, we've got new and photos or whatever mm. and stuff like that. So that's quite good. And look, really, Instagram, Instagram is huge. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. I know it's trickier now. The algorithm keeps changing, mm. but it is still the way I probably get the most engagement. Right. Um, apart from word of mouth. Okay. You know, yeah. I've tried magazines. I've tried, you know, over the years, various mm. um, local papers, various sort of ways to advertise, but I've never really found them that helpful for us. Yeah, you don't get great return. No, it's really the word of mouth or mm. the people yeah. stumbling across your photos on Instagram and going, well, that looks cool. Yeah. And how much of it do you do yourself versus like outsourcing? Uh, I pretty much do it all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Because I'm crazy. I do. I have from time to time a little bit of help, but mostly from another friend who has a business. Yeah, um, okay. She and I have kind of joined forces. She actually has a children's pyjamas business Okay. that's all made in Australia. And so she and I have sort of realised that if we join up together, we can kind of help one another. Yeah. So we help one another with that. She's quite good at writing and mm-hmm. take the photos. So we kind of do a bit of, you know. Yeah, nice. So that that kind of works. And um, my daughter helps me too. She's 20. So it's a... Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of slave labour, but I do pay her. No. <laughs> you put a roof over her head. <laughs> exactly. I feed her. She's fine. So she helps. So you've been in business for 16 years. It's mm-hmm. changed a lot. How have you learnt? Like how have you taught yourself these all these these different things of marketing? Like you probably did you have an, you probably didn't have an email list when you started. Definitely didn't have had Instagram. Like how have you learnt this stuff? I think you just kind of 
evolve with the times and yeah. you know my customers will say oh you need to be on you know Instagram oh you need to do this or yeah you know and, and look honestly you have to kind of listen to them because yeah a they're your customers and b you're getting older but they're you know yeah, yeah. they're younger they're more in touch with mm-hmm. those sort of things so I think that's mainly how I've learned I mean okay yeah. a lot of googling over the last few years I suppose learning how to do things and the um, University of Google yeah, the University of Google. But but yeah, I've not I've not done marketing courses or that's pretty like, standard. Like yeah. it's pretty like it is accessible. You can see what other people are doing, you can learn from them. Like that's the beauty of it, right? Is that it is so accessible to small yeah. business, I think. Yeah. Look, I think it is. And I think um I mean Instagram is an in- interesting one in the sense that for me, I look at it and go, there is so many places for people to look on their own things to find but in my kind of little realm a lot of them are very the same the pictures are the same the kind of which is I guess where I've tried to be a little bit different yeah just pop a product photo of a product on I try to take photos of it in a a slightly artistic way or in a fun way or it's how you stand out right because otherwise it just becomes wallpaper that's it so and that's actually brought me quite a lot of business I think because of the way I do it I guess yeah Yeah. and the other thing in terms of marketing for me is I guess is my customer service which I guess is marketing in a form absolutely I hand paint little cards that go out with the orders I you know attach little presents and a lot of people do that but a lot of people say mine has a much more personal touch I don't just track in the bag and you know send it off so um you know, and the same instant, I try and look after my customers, you know. Yeah. If, if I know their kids are having a birthday and they're a good customer, I will get, you know, send them a gift or I will. Customer experience. That's yeah. kind of the new, that is the new marketing really. Yeah. You know, it's a big part of marketing kind of theory these days is that every time you interact with a customer is, it a, mar- is a marketing opportunity. It's not just the obvious marketing anymore. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you do any paid advertising? No, occasionally I boost Instagram posts or okay. do the odd Facebook ad. Um, I was doing Google ads mm-hmm. um, and I did outsource that because yeah. I had, that was just no, that's a <laughs> but, um, but I've since stopped working with that company, so I don't, I haven't been doing that recently. And inter- interestingly, I was just talking about some, to someone this morning who I think is about to come and work for me. She used to do some of that at the company that I used to deal with and she used to helped me put my things online and stuff when she worked for them. Oh, um, they were a kind of logistics company. Yeah, okay. Um, and so she's like, okay, we can look at that. So, you know. Awesome. That, yeah. SEO is a whole other world, though. I don't really understand that either, obviously. Uh, it's a little bit of art, a bit of science. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to do it. And I'm like, well, I don't know where to start. So anyway, yes. So they yeah. are areas that I do the, need to. The difficulty with SEO. So look, my husband's an SEO kind of expert. It's a long time before you see results, right? So you can boost an Instagram post and you hear, oh, I can see that more people have seen that post and I can see that more people have engaged with it. I can get that immediate result. Whereas SEO is about making technical changes to your website and changing the content on your website and getting more links from other sites to your site. And it takes time for Google to go, okay, well, this this site's now the most relevant answer to this question because it's all about Google's algorithms thinking, is this website the most relevant answer to the question that that person's typed into the search engine? Mm. It just takes time for them to re-index and re-evaluate 
all the millions and millions of sites that potentially answer your their question. Yeah, so consequently I glaze over and <laughs> new toys to unpack. <laughs> and well, you talked about this a little bit before about what works best. It sounds like it was Instagram is the best type of marketing promotion for your business and um, word of mouth. I feel like it is at the moment because I feel okay. like it reaches the kind of market that yeah. I'm looking for. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of women who are up feeding their babies at yeah. 2 a.m. scrolling on their phone. And it's so it's all and it's a lot more instant than yeah. They can see it, they can click on it, they can click on the product if I've tagged it or whatever. So it's yeah. Um, do you have like shopping through Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. And how do you measure or track if your marketing is working? Mostly through probably my Shopify in terms of online. Yeah, okay. Um, because it'll tell you what your conversion is and where they're coming from and yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And then a lot of it I can kind of tell, like I have done a gift guide this year for Christmas. And I've done them in the past, but I felt like this year I really tried to do something a bit more out of the ordinary for people that was mm. kind of more like an online magazine that they could flick through. Wow. Um, and I've noticed I can see that in terms of that that being my marketing, I can see the orders that are coming through and I can see the products they're choosing, which are from, you know, that yeah. they've clicked through from their sort of um, gift guide. So okay. I guess I can see that in that way. Otherwise, I guess I naively probably don't really have that many other methods of okay. gauging. And in-store, it's tricky because people don't come in and say, I saw you on, you know, occasionally people do, but okay. generally people don't walk in and go, oh, I came to you because I saw you on Instagram mm-hmm. or on Facebook or I, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's like there's this base level of activity that you do every so often you do like a campaign type thing, like the gift guide. You see the sales go up and you go, okay, that worked, that did something, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That there's no, oh, that is something I should do again. Oh, goodness. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel like I do these interviews with people and like they all go, the number of times people like, oh, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. It's like, no, <laughs> if it's working, <laughs> like if your business is successful and earning you a living and it's working, you don't need to do any of this stuff. For me, this is just like curiosity. Yeah. And yeah, look, I think for me as well, like when you've got a, a, an actual physical store, being in there however many days a week can just, serving people and helping people there kind of you know your time is yeah sucked up with that you don't kind of go you know you you have half an hour with no one in there but you don't go oh I'll get on and research SEO or I'll get on you know you go oh I better go and clean the shelves or you know I'll unpack this box or I'll put some more things online or you know just have a quick cup of tea yeah (laughs) yeah that's that too (laughs) but um yes so I think there probably is always things that I know there's things I could do better and could be doing more of. And what do you enjoy about marketing? Like what are the aspects of it that you enjoy? I really enjoy seeing the way people react to something that you do in terms okay. of marketing, especially if you do it a little bit differently. Yeah. You know? I've enjoyed, even if they haven't put orders in, watching the messages come through yeah. on Instagram and through the email stuff of people going, oh, your gift guide's just beautiful. I just love flicking through it. I almost want a hard copy, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I'm going to go and check it out after we okay. finish talking. <laughs> oh, God, I'm talking it up now, aren't I? I'm um, going to start <laughs> doing my Christmas shopping, so go have a look. Yeah. So, I, I mean, look, otherwise, otherwise I feel like I haven't really done any other, you know, huge marketing that I can go, oh, I feel kind of good about that. I mean, I guess if you're looking at Instagram, it's marketing. I'm quite happy and proud of the way I've kind of brought that along in the last probably year or so okay and I like to make something 
I like Instagram personally because I love not having to read a whole lot of guff on people's lives or whatever. But I love. Sorry, quite brutal, aren't I? But I like. Picture tells a thousand words. Move on. <laughs> exactly. But I love looking at the pretty, at pretty things. You know, yeah, like, like yeah. everyone does, like flowers or you know whatever. Yeah. So I, I find Instagram quite relaxing in that sense. Uh-huh. I don't find it kind of. I know a lot of people say, well, they feel like it was so fake and it's not real. And but you know, I mean, you go in understanding that. Depends on who you follow. So yeah, and depends on who you follow. So, um, but I do quite enjoy it for that, and I do quite enjoy that. Even though you only get that small caption, a lot of I follow a lot of women who are actually quite real in that small caption about what motherhood is like or what. And you know, and even though their pitch might look slightly glossy, then you read their text and you're like, oh yeah, you've had a bad day, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I quite I like that sort of side of it. I yeah. guess. What don't you like about it? About marketing and promotion as a small business owner. I don't like that feeling of, oh, my God, I must be doing this mm, yep. to get ahead or to get yeah. you know, more business or I don't like that kind of pressure, feel, feeling that pressure of, okay. you know, reading articles where people go, well, I do this and if you aren't doing this, you you know, and I get a bit like, oh, God, mm. I'm not doing it right or I'm not, I should be doing more. or So I don't like that side of it. I also just don't like that kind of. I mean, you know, obviously everyone gets people who cold call and, you know, do that kind of like, you know, but, you know, you should be doing this because this would be good for your business. And, you know, and I just like most of the time I just go, look, obviously not the right fit for you right now. So, you know. um, It's for 16 years. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, but that sort of that feeling that sometimes you, I don't know, you hear things, you read things that make me feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not Mm. doing not doing it the right way. Well, it's probably related to my next question is what are the goals for your business and Um, how does marketing fit into achieving these goals? This is something I've been thinking about quite a bit in the last couple of years as I'm getting older. You know, I'm not sure how long I can spend six days a week standing in a retail store, you know. And so I guess for me the goal is to get my business well known enough that it is a saleable Mm -hmm. commodity, I suppose, that someone would want the bricks and mortar and the online as a and so for me I guess a lot of my marketing is also as much as I want to grow my online a lot of my marketing is based around the experience of in-store because I do really believe in that experience for people and the store being part of a community Mm. yes it's the way I make a living but it's also part of a community and and certainly we give back within the community and I like that and I want I want that sort of thing to remain. I worry that stores are kind of a bit of a lame breed, I guess, in some ways. And I want to kind of well, I hope that that doesn't happen. And so I'm trying to work out how to get my business to that point where I do have a good online, mm. but I still have a physical presence mm. if that is at all possible. Yeah. What do you think consumers want then? Like it can generally the market's driven by consumer needs and behaviors like like I really like that sense of that being part of the community I like I live in a little suburb in a suburb that has people who live here talk a lot about the community and the little community of shops that we have here do you get a sense that that's where consumers are kind of drifting back to like Um, open question do you think that model will grow of people wanting to connect to a community or do you think it's a something that's I think people like the idea of that and they certainly, when it's accessible like where you are or where I am, they'll support it. 
But I also think there's a huge market out there that never going to have a toy store up the road from them or, you know, like because where they live or whatever. So I think they've also, certainly the people that I'm selling to are, you know, predominantly women in their late 20s, early 30s, 40s, and they're, they're savvy with online. So they're used to just click, clicks, you know. So if they know, I mean, I even have customers now who, they have birthday parties to go to every week with their kids. They'll they'll know that that's they've bought it from me before in store. They know it's good, whatever. They know we'll gift wrap it and it'll be ready for them. So they'll they'll just buy it online and click and collect. Yep, to save them time to. Yeah, but uh, that's because they know that it's reliable and it's good experience and you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think um I think people talk a lot about that idea of community and mm. you know all of that. But I also think a lot of people when it comes down to it, we'll just sit on their computer or their phone and click. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. People are time poor. It's all those things. But who knows? Yeah. I I, I don't know. I'd I'd like to think that people, but to be honest, I am a lot of half the time sort of saying I want to keep the store alive, I want to keep it going, and then the other half of the time I'm exhausted and I come home and go, maybe maybe we just need to make online work and just go Mm. online. I don't want that to happen. I do like store and I like people I like dealing with people well it's such a touchy like you know it is a touchy feely product yeah yeah I mean I think that's probably the one thing that's helped us survive where I've seen other sort of gift stores or bookstores or things like Mm. that go it's much harder to it's much harder to buy toys online you know even though if you put the dimensions or whatever it still doesn't you know some shockers and go oh I saw that online I thought it was this big and it's you know oh it's thank you or it's always bigger than I thought, you know, so it's kind of, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're bulky, so posting them and things like that is, yeah. And what's COVID taught you about marketing? Oh, my God, what's COVID taught me about marketing? I can say what's COVID taught you about business, but I feel like that's opening a Pandora's box. <laughs> Let's go there. Let's go there. How many hours do we have, Anne? <laughs> um, it has taught me how important it is to stay engaged with your customers when you can't see them face-to-face. Yep which again for me was Instagram pretty much, I suppose. A little bit of mailing list, but it's not as, a lot of people just don't open their emails. I mean, I'm guilty of it, you know. So I guess it's also taught me that that it is really important to find the right method of marketing for you because mm-hmm. when something like that happened, I was kind of like, oh, like, you know, being closed for four months and a month or two months, whatever it was last year, yeah, was a bit of a like, oh, right, what do we do? We've not built yeah. up online for it to be big enough. Yeah. So how do we then reach everybody mm. locally? And a lot of that was through Instagram and was through, I guess, sending them emails, putting something up on our websites that said we'll deliver to you for free within yeah. these areas, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Did you do click um, and collect? We did, but it was, look, I'll be honest, some days when you only had a couple of orders standing in a store all day waiting for someone to click oh, and, yeah. and so if they were local I would just message them and say happy I'll just drop off and they were like great okay fine so but look we didn't have a whole lot of click and collect because basically we were delivering for free yeah 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 but yes I do it has made me realize next year to get through this year I need to really think about how I stay connected with customers and how I optimize reaching the kind of customers that will keep me going. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Like, just good to kind of, it's a good reminder, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. Oh, look, you can get very complacent and you can get very complacent having a physical store mm. when mm. you just, you know, you're so reliant on that and you so, it, it certainly has made me realise mm. how important online is, whether whether I liked it or not, <laughs> um, and yeah. maybe you want to put more time into, yeah, making yeah, that great. experience too. So my final question is what advice would you give other small businesses about using marketing? You know, there's still a lot of people who are very hesitant. You know, you're pretty savvy with it. What advice do you give people who are a bit nervous, overwhelmed, confused? I think don't get sort of swayed by the idea that you need to spend thousands to, you know, start mm-hmm. small, yep. see how it works, try a few different things and yep. kind of find your way and find the way to reach your customers. Like yeah. I would never before have thought Facebook groups because I'm not really a Facebooker and I'm not really a. And then when this person contacted me originally about product and then said, look, I've started this online group and I think it would be really good for you. Mm. It kind of, it opened a whole nother world to me that I just hadn't, I didn't, I didn't know was there to be honest. And well, that's um, the thing. There's so many places and so yeah. many forums. And like, that's just, it's so hard to know. Where these people are. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, and I would say I don't really I don't really use influencers as such on Instagram, but yeah. I know a lot of businesses do and they have quite good results with it and that sort of thing. I think for me it's just, you know, for a lot of them it's like taking photos and it, it's um mm. material for their feed. There's a word for that that I can't think of right now. But because I kind of, mine has such a particular look, I think, mm. and that, you know, I could get people to do it for the stories or things, but but, but I do think it does work for some people. Yeah, some absolutely. People. There wouldn't be a market of influencers if it. Yeah. But um, it can be hit and miss and you hear some horror stories. Oh, yeah, look, it can be absolutely hit and miss. And I also kind of, for me, yeah, <laughs> this will show how old I am too probably, but I don't kind of, um, like I have a customer who's quite a big influencer and she's fantastic at what she does but she's upfront about what she does when she if it's an ad or if it's a you know yeah but she just we chat sometimes and she's like the amount of people who just come to me and go well I can't really afford to pay you but I can give you a little bit of product or she's like you know this it's my job it's almost this is my of, business I've put know. the effort in and investment in yeah and she does and she really does like she does a really good job whereas I I do see a lot of people where I go oh they've you know swapped their product for two photos that aren't you know really that great or I don't know it just feels a bit it is a bit hit and miss but but I do think it can work for people Mm. depending on what you're selling or what you're trying to market it's the longevity of that stuff too you do one thing with someone and a couple of posts it's like how often can you rehash that exactly yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) we can't really that's the thing I mean I think I guess you can but um, yeah so I think I think you just have to, I do, I do think you just have to find, you know, where to reach your people, whether where it your is, people are. yeah, I would never let a box drop again or anything like that because of the paper, but you know, oh my God. It's like it does, it still happens, you know. It still works for Domino's Pizza. I know, you know, and that place <laughs> up the road, I tell you. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think, I don't really know how else you find the right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or you, you know, or you ask you ask people, you ask, that's the other thing. I think once you're in small business, you know, there are places where you can talk to other small business yeah. people. And you do, and do you do that? Are you part of like any networking things or 
groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been, we've always been part of a sort of independent toy store association, which kind of fizzled out in the last few years. But I am in a group again on Facebook of a small group of toy store owners. Yeah. And and then I'm also part of a bigger one, but the smaller one is amazing. They're all incredibly supportive, happy to share information. Yeah. Um, you know, there's another woman who's my age who has a story in Tasmania and sometimes the other girls who are much younger will say things and we'll be like, oh, I'm not sure. What are you talking about? Like they'll, you know, use an acronym or something. We're like, mm, and they're like, oh, so on Instagram you do this and click this and, you know, we're like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. It. I think later it would be very easy to get quite contained and afraid is probably the wrong word but I think it's brilliant that you network with people in your field because I know of people who work in in small business in retail in different sectors to you who kind of shy away from the people who are in the same industry as them through fear of competition and stuff yeah but look I think yes I know and I and I do I do see certainly see a bit of that and I understand that I think my thing is I'm we kind of use this group as a place to kind of get on and go, mm, I need to do this printing or whatever. Does anyone know a printer or does this, you know, yeah. we will chat about, look, I've ordered this much of this. I think I've got too much. Does anyone want to take some or, you know, yeah. those sorts of things. And we will discuss toys and things, but I think I'm I'm quite careful not to, I try not to look at other toy stores. Yeah, so stay in your own lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel that that's, I don't know, I think, I mean, Andrew and I used to always joke even when we were in the independent Toy Association that we were independent of the independents. <laughs> <laughs> they would do a group kind of catalogue every Christmas and I'd right. say, but I don't like that product or I don't yeah. want that one. And they'd say, oh, well, that's fine. Just do the catalogue and then just tell people you don't have it. And oh, I'm, like, gosh. I'm like, no, sorry, my business doesn't quite work like that. Um, so, yeah, so I think I've we've always been a little bit different in that sense mm. anyway, but yeah. it is nice to have a group of women that are really supportive and that are yeah. Yeah, 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 and we're all kind of scattered. I guess that I guess that's what makes it the work. Geography well. helps. No one yeah. is too close to anyone, so yeah. Um, okay. And the bulk of them are online. I think there's only three of us in the group that actually have physical stores. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's a lot of learning to be done. Yeah, <laughs> it's just having people that speak your own the same language as you, right? Oh yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And it's a good place to vent when you need to. <laughs> when there's suppliers, and... yeah, yeah, because they'll get it. Yeah, okay. it's actually been really nice to see mm. that it's not just this hugely competitive. And in a lot of ways, we've all discovered that even though we do some things in common, we are all kind of vastly different as well in the things yeah. we choose or the way we run it. Or okay. one of the girls discovered that uh, and after talking to us also went, yeah, no, I am going to drop this product and this and this because... Mm she realised that what she was selling the most of was like lunch boxes and drink bottles. And so that wow. is now the bulk of her business. Wow. And she was like, after talking to you, you know, guys, you know, I was, I'm brave enough now to go, you know what, you're all selling that, whatever, I'm going to drop it and I'm just going to put more money into the where it's sort of yeah. work. And, you know, so it's, um, so I it's think it's really been, important, it's, isn't oh, it? To, mm-hmm. Yeah. To just have that sounding board and the people who are around you who get it because if your family and friends are in business like you are there's no one to learn from and just yeah get ideas from and yeah and that's the thing and I think this group has made me realize that it doesn't have to be this kind of competitive thing Mm. or whereas in the group we were in before this sort of independent toy association it was like there were some lovely people and it was fine but it was all very kind of 
secretive that whatever mm. was doing, what was all very, you know, until they did their once a year catalogue when then everyone had to agree on what went in there and, you know, like it was just a bit. What was the point? What's the point yeah. if you're going to have this association? Like unless you're going to use it to either leverage against suppliers or learn from each other. Yeah. And I, and I think, look, in the group that I'm in now, the girls, we all sort of go, you know, like there is, there's enough customer base for us all to have. Yes. Which, you know, so it's, yeah. 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 Help each other to lift everyone up. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. yeah, so that's been quite nice, I have to say. Very good. Good having that. Thank you so much. That's okay. I really enjoyed talking to you. I love your category. It's just, you know, your passion and your obviously just love it so much. It's really nice to see and talk to people who have, you know, just love what they do. 